welcome to The Happy Writer. This is a podcast that aims to bring readers more books to enjoy and to help authors find more joy in their writing. I am your host, Marissa Meyer. Thank you for joining me. I've got one big thing and one little thing making me happy this week. The little thing, I might have used this one before, I don't know, but scented candles, I love them. Like that's such a simple way and yet so effective of creating just that immediate cozy, comfy vibe. And I've got two that I've been really enjoying the last couple of weeks. One of them is vanilla, but the inside of the little candle container is like shiny, sparkly gold. So I think of it as my gilded candle. Um, And then the other one, I thought it was pumpkin spice, but I actually just looked at it and it turns out it's gingerbread. uh, So wrong holiday, but whatever, it's delicious and it makes me really happy. My big thing is that if you are listening to this, the week that this episode comes out, then my book Gilded is out this week. I'm so excited. It comes out on November 2nd. Uh, We are going to have two upcoming episodes in which I get a little bit of a chance to talk more about Gilded, Um, so more on that later. But for now, I just hope that you will check it out, and I really hope that you will enjoy it. Speaking of books coming out this week, I am so happy to be talking to today's guest. She is a comic artist and folklorist based out of New Zealand, and is the creator of the internationally acclaimed webcomic Lore Olympus, which is coming out in print for the first time this week. Please welcome Rachel Smythe. Hello. (laughs) It's so (laughs) lovely to be here. That was quite the intro. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you. And thank you for joining me all the way from the other side of the planet. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. So I'm very excited that we are sharing a book birthday. Congratulations on Laura Olympus coming out. Oh, and to you, like I, I see you have like many books. So, but this is probably still all new to you, even though it's like you've done it before. It's probably still equally exciting. You know, it never stops being exciting. There are definitely things that you kind of get used to. Like it's not all like brand new every year, but yeah, that first time when the shipment of books arrives and you hold your printed copy in your hands, there's nothing like it. Have you have your books arrived yet? Um, I have not gotten like the um how would you say like the box with like the final physical copies where mm-hmm. there's like a whole lot of them. It's it's mainly to do with like me living in New Zealand and books being heavy and shipping being difficult right now. Yeah. But I do have I do have a singular copy of like the hardcover book. And when I got that, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) And this is a particularly beautiful book. Like the full color illustrations and all of it is just gorgeous. Yeah. um, I was really like, um, as you know, it's like originally was like a web-based comic. So it's like formatted to be uh, vertical. So the, the graphic designer who works at Del Rey is basically like a criminal mastermind uh, <laughs> at laying out this book. I was like, every time they do it, I'm just in awe. Because originally when we first talked about having a book, I was like, yes, I would very much like to have a book. But I do not want to physically lay this out because I used oh. to work as a graphic designer. So I'm like, oh, good God, 
<laughs> like just there's no way I'm like, oh that's funny that is a problem for someone else to deal with I'm like someone else could do it I am not that person I do not <laughs> well, they did a but they're very talented yes <laughs> Um, okay, so I want to know the first question that I ask every author on here is what is your origin story? What in your life brought you to this moment? Oh my gosh. You know what? Like my start to writing is and you know, doing all of this is really unconventional. Oh good. I love an unconventional like, origin story. Lay it like, on me. I like I had no no like preconceived idea that I was going to be you know an author and an illustrator in this way like literally I was in my I guess like how old was I god I think like I just turned 30 or maybe I was 31 I was around that area and I was just like what am I gonna do like I kind of enjoy drawing and I have my day job And I'd like, you know, I've always dabbled in like illustration, but like nothing major or anything, you know, just for fun. And then I came across like the, you know, I'd been reading some webtoons and I was like, oh, these people update like once a week. That's wild. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I could do that. Like, I'll just give it a go. Like, it was literally just like something to do. And like... I mean, previously I tried to write like a few like short comics, like maybe ones that were like, I don't know, like 13 pages long or just like, you know, that short story that you begin and then, you know, leave forever and never think about again. And that's the extent of it. So like, you know, my job was like, I think at the time I was a marketing graphic designer person at the time yeah I just you know I just started out and I was like oh cool and I think my first chapter that I made had like I don't know I think it was six panels it was either six panels or three panels and I uploaded it and I went away to go do something and I came back later and I had like six comments and I was like oh my goodness I got I got six comments from complete strangers. And I was like, this is going so well. Six, like, I was over the moon over six comments. And just again, like that really paints the picture. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is literally trial by fire. <laughs> it started out. Um, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, and I'm sure you can like agree with this when you're like going about writing or any type of creative project, it's like better to like, not to be like, say a cliche, but it's kind of like, you should just do it and not really, you know, get too hung up on it. I'm like, just, just roll with it and see how it goes. And it's better to just make something and fix it rather than procrastinate it and have nothing, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes. No, what do they say that um, progress is better than perfection? I think that's yes. a really good rule to live by. And it's kind of like, you should just, honestly, you need to do the thing to know how to do the thing. Yeah, that's Which so is true. so like, it's so dumb, but I'm like, I mean, that's basically it. It's like, I don't, uh, and, and you know, as I've gone, I'm like, over the years I've like learned more and more and more about like how to write and like obviously like how to draw and like I'll go back and look at the beginning and be like why did I write it that way (laughs) that's nuts but that's just you know 
you know, you've got to, the problem with writing is the more you do it, the better you get it. <laughs> so you look back at your old stuff and you're like, oh no, why? <laughs> oh, it's awful. I avoid looking at anything that I wrote in the past. <laughs> like once yeah. it's out there, it's gone. Don't think about it anymore. Yes. I kind of look at it as like, I think everyone looks back at like their old work, whether it's like art or writing or singing or whatever. And they're like, this is cringy. However, it is a stepping stone to like the place that you got. So in that, res- you know, on that note, your old work deserves respect from you because it's like, yeah, it got you to here. So yeah. thanks, old work. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no wasted, you know, pages, no wasted drawings. You know, it all is, is it's how we're learning and developing our voice and all of the things that you have to do. Yeah. yeah. You can't just wake up one day and create something wonderful. It just doesn't work that way. Although it kind of, your story kind of sounds like you did wake up one day and just created something wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those like gradual things where I think people look at it now and they're like, my goodness, Rachel Smith just walked out the door and this all worked out. And I'm like, oh no, that was a journey. <laughs> so, so that was those, a journey. Those a first six panels that you put up, were those... Yeah like are that is that still the first chapter of Laura Olympus or has did yeah. you ever go back and change it or was that something different there are some panels in the book that are from that original I'm just going to refer to it as a pilot but there okay. are some because essentially like I don't know how much you know about the webtoon platform but there's basically like two sections to the website so there's like the side called canvas which is basically like a section of the website where anyone can upload their comic like it's free to use you can use it you can upload any story you want to there that you've you've drawn and you know it has all the same features in terms of like there's a comment section and you know scheduled uploads etc and then there's like the original section which is like uh you know your paid titles that have like editors from webtoon etc so I started off on the canvas side and basically like wriggled my way up the ranks over like a year Mm -hmm. and then they were like hey do you want to be an originals creator and I was like yes I have no idea what that means (laughs) let's do it and I literally thought like I think in the beginning I was like I had no idea I didn't I knew nothing I knew very little and I pretty much just thought because on the on the canvas section you get like you don't have like a big banner. And I remember, I remember just being like, I'd really like to be an originals creator so I could have that big banner. That would look very nice. Like this is where we're at. Like I can't stress to you how like. There's the little things. Me wandering around being like, oh, that looks cool. That looks nice. That would be nice. Oh. Yeah, no, I had no clue. So well, yeah. you have to have goals um, though. You have to have something to strive for. Yes. Um, but yeah, there are some panels from the pilot that made it into like the final book because they're quite cool. But I don't have like those first. I believe the first panels were just Hades like dead like dead ass being rejected and just walking away. And oh. the, the the newer comic has like some more atmosphere stuff and like setting related stuff. Okay. So people can be like, oh yes, this is what the underworld looks like. That's neat. And like, it's got more establishing shots and stuff and like more pictures of Minthy smoking a cigar and things, you know, <laughs> the important things. The details. That you yes. Yes. 
So that seems like a really good place to pause and ask, because I realize I totally skipped over what's probably the most important question. Uh, mm. For listeners who are not familiar with your work, could you please tell them what is Laura Limbus? What mm. is it about? It is. Okay. Laura Limbus is a modern day uh, retelling of the myth of Hades and Persephone. Um, I like to refer to it as like a deconstruction because it is not meant to be read as a beat for beat match of like the mythology. It's more uh, looking at the source material and, you know, you, I researched it and sort of like contextualized it and then looked at recontextualizing it again and what that would mean in like our culture and in like our time, what that would, you know, translate to us. And yeah, uh, it's got a bunch of other myths from Greek mythology in it as well. Um, yes, yeah. that's my spiel, yeah. <laughs> so of all the myths and the stories, why Hades and Persephone? Um, I think uh, as a child, it was my, you know, when you just like something so much when you're a kid? I do. You're like, <laughs> I know like that feeling. <laughs> You're like, I like this so much and I'm never not going to like it. And everyone's going to know what I mean. (laughs) So yeah, I was always like that. I mean, obviously I didn't have the language skills at the time, but like as a 12 year old, I was like, this is very, very good. And now as like an adult, I can kind of look at the story and be like, this is deeply compelling because, Mm -hmm. you know, within the source material, there is so many ways to interpret this. Like there's so many ways to work with it because there's there's like a lot of, uh, I don't want to say wiggle room, but yeah, there's just a lot of lenses to look through this this piece of work. I mean, if you're looking at like, let's say the Homeric hymn, like a lot of that, uh, that poem is basically dedicated like to Demeter and the search of her daughter. You actually don't get a lot from Persephone. Uh, in general, you don't hear a lot from Persephone in the original myths. So I think that's like, you know, what is intriguing to me and what compels me to do this because I very much want to like write something that would give this character agency. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very interesting to me. I'm like, what would Persephone think of this? How is she? Because like the mythology doesn't really like, you know, write about her you know, wandering the halls or eating food. I mean, except for the pomegranates, of course. But, (laughs) you know, what her general day-to-day life would be and what she would be doing. And I'm, you know, you know, this is lying awake at night material being like, what would she do? Where would would she go? What would her day look like? I have so many questions. Yeah, no, I get that so much. And I love you the idea that also we have this modern lens to look at things um, because so many of the Greek myths, like I was just for a different, for um, kind of one of my side writing projects was reading the story of Medusa and Perseus. And I oh, yes. hadn't read it in ages, you know, and reading it now with all my age and wisdom, I'm just like, hold on we're supposed to think Medusa's the villain of this story? Like, it's so backwards. (laughs) Yeah, they very much all collectively hate that one woman. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I have been asked like a couple of times if I'm going to incorporate uh, Medusa into Laura Olympus. And I'm probably not because I 
I don't know how to work with it. Like I just, you know, I look at it and I'm like, either this would have to be completely different or like a whole bunch of characters need to turn into like dead ass villains like today. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I don't know how to ma- manage it. Like right. even um, uh, even like, I don't know, the story with like Eros and Psyche, like mm-hmm. there's no way to write in a modern way for an audience that like an invisible man kidnaps you and then has sex with you at night and you don't know who he is (laughs) there's no there's no way to write that guarantee that somebody listening just heard you say that and thought challenge accepted (laughs) I mean do it (laughs) if you can I'd love to see it I'm like I don't know I'm like I just okay I personally don't have the skill set I'm like I don't know how to do it it would be tricky it would be tricky I'm the sort of writer that I live for that though like I can it be done should it be done should I do it like my brain immediately starts whirling around um so I want to go back to so you you think oh this might be a fun thing and you post you know a few panels of this story and over time, it, of course, grows into this huge sensation um, and has just like so many fans and followers at this stage. At what point did you sit down and think, you know, maybe I should have a plan <laughs> or did you ever stop? And like, do you write week by week and you're figuring it out as you go? Or was there a time when you sat out and like figured out where the story is heading? Oh, good question. I basically I think in the very very beginning like when I first started I had like a very loose plan but once you know I became like an originals creator like um I had like a bit of a break and I like sat down and like came up with like a story structure so the way in which that that I write the chapters is I will basically sit down and I write like I guess I guess an outline is the best way to say it. So I have like an ongoing outline of like, I'll I'll start with like, a. sorry, this is getting a bit like utilitarian, but I'll start with like this box and then I'll have a table under the box. And in the box, I will write down like, you know, all the loose ends that I have and like what each character is doing at this point in the story. I'm like, where is everybody right now? Mm. And I write down all their feelings in each of the boxes. And then I make basically based off that, I'll do like probably I'll outline like 20 episodes and be like, this will, you know, this will happen in this, this will happen in that. These are the beats that I need to hit, you know, in order to keep things like moving along. And these are like the main points. And I have also like a very, you know, uh, a general structure of how, you know, the events that will happen throughout the whole thing. And of course, like the end. Mm-hmm. Do you ever post pictures of that? Because I, I, for one, love the process and seeing what other creators do. And that sounds fascinating. Um, I should. I think like occasionally I've like put some, some tidbits out there of like how I go about it. Um, also, I write in Comic Sans because it relieves the pressure sometimes I'm like Times New Roman is too much pressure for me <laughs> but if it's like um in in comic sense I'm like relax it'll be fine but I think 
I think what a great mental trick. I love that. I've tried lots of different things like over the years. Like I kind of I think it's really important. Like I don't know if you do this, but I try and change up what I do all the time for drafting and creating just to make it like spice it up. Mm-hmm. So I have like a notion app. Uh which you can do like a whole bunch of like Notion is basically like your own personal wiki that you can make for yourself. So I've tried that. Um, uh, another thing that I'll do is I'll write like a whole bunch of like buck wild ideas. Like I'll just chuck them out there and put them in like a side bin and be like, is there a way to incorporate these in here? And would people get any value out of them? I do not know. Like I think I'm trying to think of things that I scratched out. Like I think originally I was planning to do like way more of a love triangle in between Hades and Aries and Persephone. But then I was like, I don't think that a love triangle like particularly suits this the story, if it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. then like it's already like they're already in love from the first first point that they meet. So it's kind of not really applicable yeah. to this particular thing. But yeah, no, I mean, short answer, I do have a plan. It is chaotic, but there is one. So do you, because you're still going, right? Like, what yeah, are we up to, yeah, like, yeah. close to 200 episodes or something, if I saw I'm right? I'm currently, yeah, I'm currently working on 181. Oh, my goodness. 181, yeah. Do you still yeah. post weekly? Yeah. <gasps> How's that going with now trying to promote a book thrown into the mix? It's been a busy year. It has yeah. been one of, like, I think on top of the the current situation in the world that I will yeah. not bring up and um, doing this. It's been a weird, like, kind of, um, what would you say, a, a, a time suck year. Yeah. Even though it's good. Sorry, that sounds really negative, but, like, time went by so quickly. Like, people are like, oh, my gosh, November's almost here. And I'm like, I am not done with February. <laughs> I am not done. How are you saying this? Oh my gosh. Like I know exactly like, what you mean. I don't know. I mean, every year goes by quickly, but I feel like this year has been the fastest year of my life. I could not yeah. believe it that we're suddenly looking at Halloween and my kid's birthday and like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's because it's missing like kind of like those general milestones that you might have, like those like events that you would do throughout the year to kind of yeah. Like, maybe so. I, I don't want to like like last like last night I was sitting there and I was like how old am I I, was <laughs> like, I literally can't remember like my age and I had to write to one of my friends and be like how old are you because I know we're the same age and I can't for the life of me remember how old I am how is this happening? <laughs> like I have a rough idea but I'm like what year is it <laughs> happening to me <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I want to go back though. Um, so, so you're, you're a hundred, almost close to 200 now episodes into this story. How often do you regret something that you did in a previous episode? Oh, that's a good question. I think I don't necessarily regret things. Like I kind of just look back at it and I'm like if I was writing this now I would definitely write it differently but it is what it is you know Mm. what I mean I think like oh god what would I take out now looking back at it um like again like I wish like 
I think we all do this where we like look back at the older work and we're like, I wish that I could, you know, make this a little bit more like obvious. Um, I think, oh my God, sorry, that's such a good question. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't have to come up with a specific thing. I was just thinking like, for me, like if you think of writing a novel and I get to go back and revise that novel multiple times, edit it multiple times before anybody sees it. And so if I'm, you know, in chapter 30 and I think, oh, I really wish I would have foreshadowed this in chapter two, I can go back and do that. But you don't have that option. I don't really, like, I mean, you know, I do have my general outline and I kind of know where things are going so I can you know, have that to a certain degree, but there are times where I'm like, I wish I could have done it better. Like, I think some people were like, oh, I don't want to do spoilers for you because you're on like chapter to like, uh, you've only read the first book, Mm. but there's like stuff about Persephone where people were like, whoa, this came out of left field. And I was like, I thought I made it really obvious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. I'm like, it's it's hard for me to tell because I'm on the inside. Um, and also there's lots of different types of readers as well, but of course you know this and I don't need to explain it to you where mm-hmm. some people are like, as ah, so it's coming from a mile away, this is the smoothest <laughs> butter. And people are like, I have no idea what's going on. So there's definitely like a range of comprehension going on. Um, I think I wish I had made Hades more of a hard ass in the early chapters because I think that would have given him more of like a better character arc if had he started off. Like he's a bit of a hard ass, but he could have been more of a hard ass. Mm. Like, yeah, no, I think even him is pretty just kind of sweet and sensitive and he just needs someone to love. <laughs> like he, he, like it should have been, I think, uh, like he needs to be seen as like more of a, like a hard ass in like the workplace where he's like a hard ass to everybody. Mm. So when he's nice to Persephone, it's like, oh my God, to the audience, he's nice to this one lady. Oh my <laughs> God. But yes, I think that would be, I think, I think when I first started like revising it for the first originals, I was like, they are very much in love from the get go and I will not compromise. And now I'm like, man, you need to work on that slow burn. Mm. <laughs> I mean, let the slow burn well, like lean into it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I mean, for me reading it, I love the romance. And like you've met, I've only read the the book that's coming out. So that's what like the first 25 episodes. So there's a lot of content out there that I I don't know yet. I haven't read it yet. Um, but this first book, it is so painfully romantic. And (laughs) it's so true. I mean, you just, you feel these characters and their longing immediately. And I, I mean, that's definitely what hooked me. I'm guessing that's what has hooked a ton of your readers. So what is kind of your, your thought process about writing romance and writing just this lovely romantic tension? I think like um, when I went about writing the romance for them in particular, I take it from an approach where I'm like, these two characters have a very set path to them at the time. They're like, this is what I do. This is who I am. And like, this is, you know, they're very much like pigeonholed by the rest of their community. And then, you know, when they meet each other, 
it totally destroys like the way they have been living their lives. They're like, I now know about you and I can no longer go about my day in the way that I used to go about it. It's like shattered. Mm. And I think that's like, you know, what works for them. And also like, I mean, they're technically like not together, but I've pretty much like written them as if they were together. And I think that's why it's it's kind of compelling to people because it's like, yeah, they're not in a relationship, but they're clearly in a relationship. Right. Like that's right. how they treat each other. That's how they regard each other. And But there's also like a lot of like mysterious anxiety there as well. Yeah. And a ton of like, will they, won't they? I mean, that's, that's the biggest question, right? Will they get together? How will it happen? Can they have a happy ending? Is it possible for these characters? Yeah. And mainly I just, you know, I'm like one of, I think it might be a cultural thing, but like in New Zealand in particular, like, I think there's like a lot of like sorrow in like our media that we make ourselves. Like it's, it's just kind of something that we embrace. So I think like a lot of people from overseas will read my work and they're like, this is so sad. (laughs) And you write like really heartbreaking stuff. And I'm like, it's just another day for me. <laughs> like, like I'll look at something and I'll be like, this literally needs to be more devastating. Oh, that that's is, funny. That is re- very much something I lean into. And I, yeah. just, I don't I don't know how else to do it. Yeah. But I, I think probably reading, if I write another oh sorry, you sorry, guys. Sorry, I was gonna say I remember reading something about I want to say it was Norway um, or one of those countries that supposedly like that one of the happiest countries in the world. Um, mm-hmm. But it was talking about how the media and, you know, their their taste for books and movies is like really dark and really sad. And like there was this whole psychological theory behind like if we can enjoy find a way to enjoy and embrace sadness in these fictional realms like it actually somehow counteracts that and makes us happier like I don't really get the science behind it but I just remember thinking it was so interesting yeah I think like uh definitely if you can read something like that and you know uh it can be like quite cathartic for you yes that's a perfect word yeah huge fan of of catharsis like Mm -hmm. yes my bread and butter I'm like yes like I love like Cinderella so much Mm-hmm. like that is like the ultimate catharsis story you're like yes <laughs> yes like the ending is always so good and I know some people are like oh I'm sick of Cinderella and I'm like no I will read and watch every single Cinderella <laughs> movie that ever exists and I will keep doing it until the day I die you'll have to rip that story from my cold dead hands <laughs> I mean there's something so powerful about seeing a character who starts with nothing they start at the very bottom of you know everything the social hierarchy and they've got no chance for joy and blah 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 and to see them overcome that like there that's a powerful message it is that's great yeah it's good stuff so you have of course like the whole pantheon of greek gods in this book uh or in this series did you have a favorite to write? Ooh, I think writing. You haven't gotten up to Aries, but Aries is always really fun to work with. Um, I think I really like writing them all, to be honest. Mm. I mean, obviously my favorites are Hades and Persephone, 
Um, I have a bias. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's allowed. It's so allowed. Um, I think. Yeah, no, I I don't. I I I I love them all. Yeah. I love writing them all. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, so going back to, you know, your your origin story and how you, you know, weren't really planning on being a writer and an artist, and this has happened now and you know, this project, the webcomic, you have hundreds of thousands, even, I don't even, millions of fans at this point. And I'm just thinking for so many writers, like getting the book published is the dream that they work toward. And I'm wondering for you now having your physical book coming out, does it feel like this huge milestone or does it just feel like, you know, just the frosting on the cake of this huge success story? Oh man, it feels like a lot of things. It feels like a lot of things. I, um, it's like, it's really, really nice to have the physical book because it's something that like, a lot of people understand, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like people understand what having a physical book means. They understand what that milestone means for a person. So it's really nice to have, like, you know, have uh, be seen in that way. Because, you know, it is at times it can be really difficult to, you know, like even when I resigned from my job to go do this, I was like, hello, I am resigning from my job. I'm going to go work for an app which is based overseas, which is going to pay me to write a story. And people were like, Rachel, are you okay? It sounds like a scam. And I'm like, it's no scam, it's fine. And they're like, I don't know about this, Rachel. It doesn't seem safe. And I'm like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. But like, yeah, it's very hard to get, you know, like some people understand if they're like, you know, already a person who partakes in web comics or webtoons what have you you know especially like it's a bit more well known now but like I don't know back in like 2017 when I was starting out it was not as prevalent Mm -hmm. and so it's it's very hard to explain to people what I do and so now when I'm just like I could just tell people like here is the book right and they're like oh you've got a book (laughs) (laughs) and also like the book is real like the book you know putting the book together and uh, you know, working with my publisher and all of that has been a very nice experience. Like, I mean, again, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a really nice experience. Like everyone in the team is so nice and so lovely. And it's really been like, you know, uh, it's, you know, there's been like a lot of like milestones and celebrations, even like within the book itself mm-hmm. this year, which, which has really, you know, made this year very exciting and special for me you know I even though I was saying before it's like been a a blur and it's gone really fast it's like you know in a way it has been something that's broken the year up and I'm like oh this is what this was and this is what this was Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it's 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 it's, you know it's it's very I'm very I'm very lucky I'm very lucky to have a book yeah (laughs) um and then so, of course, the book is just the beginning. Um, I'm assuming they're planning on compiling the whole series into printed format. I mean, I have like uh, the second volume is is going to be out next year. Uh, 
I mean, in an ideal, perfect world, I would have, I mean, of course, you understand the world of like contracts and all that. Right. Um, in like a perfect world, they'd be like infinite books forever, Rachel, you beautiful lady. But I, I, <laughs> it could happen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, do you, like, do you I, know or have an idea of how many episodes, like how much longer do you have for this story? Do you know, or are you just still figuring that, that out? That is a good question. That is a good question. I am in the throes of, so I have like the outline for what the ending should look like. Um, I'm definitely, you know, uh, I'm definitely looking at writing it in a way that it is, you know, wrapped up. Like it's still got like a bit to go. I'm definitely, for anyone listening who's like, oh no, it's finishing. No, <laughs> it's definitely not finishing this year. Um, but I don't know. I always feel like I'm like, yeah, it's going to finish next year. And then it doesn't. And I'm like, mm. oh. Um, and again, that is in part to do with like, even though I've been doing this for like X amount of years, I'm still learning a lot as I do it and like how to like pace it. And mm-hmm. I guess there, so you kind of write for two audiences. You write for an audience who is reading it every week. So the chapters need to be, you know, engaging enough to get someone to come back uh, after reading that one chapter but also you need to write it in a way where if someone was reading the whole thing, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I could make these all very, very spicy chapters. However, if someone came and like read it all as a, you know, a whole, they'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> this is bananas. So yeah, you kind of need to like adapt for those two audiences, which can be very difficult. Yeah. Do you ever um, get worried that like, I have this chapter and I, this, thing has to happen to move the story forward and it's really important but this chapter is going to be really boring like for the people who don't aren't following the whole story do you ever have that fear oh it's terrifying yes all the time every day every week oh my god what Um, do you do I look so I mean I I absolutely do my best do my very best to make each chapter, you know, worth people's time to read when, if they're like reading it from week to week, I'm like, I very much want, like, I personally really want people to be entertained by the work. Like, I'm like, please. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, But I think like, uh, I try to have a good balance where I'm like, there needs to be some like bits in this for people who are reading from week to week, but it also needs to like, the story has to have like structural integrity. <laughs> and, I, right. and I kind of use like a metaphor to explain this is that it's kind of like a, a, a cheerleader um, pyramid where it's like, I mean, sometimes you're just going to have a row of women standing on the ground and that's not that interesting but you need them to be there in order to like have the spectacular pyramid (laughs) I love that (laughs) you know what I mean I'm like sometimes things aren't going to be seen that interesting but they exist for a reason I mean sometimes you just need to like put in some like I had like a whole bunch of like um episodes that kind of like set up some some things that are happening like later on in the story. And I'm mm. sure people were like, what is happening? And I'm like, just wait. It's going to be so good. Trust me. Just trust me. I'm like, this is the cherry on top. It's going to be so good. Please just persevere with me. I'm like, please, 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 please. Just, it's going to be so good. Just wait. 
Well, mm-hmm. I, I am excited to read the rest. And I, of course, know that you have many fans waiting with bated breath to see where the story is heading. So, yay. And I'm so excited for you. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm excited for you and your book. I know it's going to be awesome. Okay. Are you ready for our happy writer bonus round? Let's do it. Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Music or silence? Music. Creating in the morning or at night? Oh my gosh. Uh, morning. But they're both good. The top of Mount Olympus or the underworld? Oh, the underworld. The underworld. Ball gown or toga? Oh, um, toga. What is your favorite way to fill the creative well? Oh, do you mean like when you've got like writer's block or you don't know and you're just like... Yeah, or just favorite way to get new ideas or get inspiration. Oh, yeah. I'm standing in the shower and staring to the void. Oh, good one. So many yeah, good ideas no, in the shower. There's no internet in the shower. Apple, please don't make a waterproof phone. Don't do it. Don't let me take my phone into the shower. This I'm pretty the sure they've done it. I I think it no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's the only place without internet. It's the only place on no peace. <laughs> what book makes you happy? Oh, um, I think. Ooh, I read a lot of books, so this is a hard question. Mm. Oh, I really like the silence of girls who I forget the name of the author I'm so sorry it's like a story about um the set uh after the battle of Troy about the woman who was like given to Achilles as like a gift Mm. um and their their battle camp and I really like it sorry spoilers for people who have not read this book because they don't make it romantic like she never likes Achilles and I'm like Mm. good for you I'm glad you never like him (laughs) Right. And it's, it's it's much more to do with the woman and it's not like a romantic story and I'm like oh my god this is so good thank you <laughs> so but this one. yes no that was a good book there's a lot of moments that I like in that book lastly where can people find you oh my goodness um they can find me at on Instagram at used band-aid a very nice name that I came <laughs> Which is, up with. I know what on earth used band-aid <laughs> oh you know what it was a handle that I came up with when I was like an edgelord a million years ago and it's what I signed up to everything with and had I known that I was going to get a whole bunch of followers I would have like cleaned everything out and like made a new account with a professional <laughs> handle but it's too late now <laughs> Here's the learning no lesson right there I know. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, if you ever want to have an online career and you want to have a professional presence, please use a reasonable name and not use Band-Aid because that is you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is memorable, though. <laughs> I mean, it, I used it because no one else had it. Like, it was never like, would you like to be used Band-Aid or one? I'm like, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> All right, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Um, It's been super fun. It's been a blast. Readers, definitely check out Lore Olympus. Volume 1 comes out tomorrow, November 2nd. Of course, we always encourage you to support your local independent bookstore if you can. If you don't have a local indie, you can check out our affiliate store, 
at bookshop.org slash shop slash Marissa Meyer. I have two episodes coming up that I want to tell you about. Later this week, we have a bonus episode in which I will be chatting with my agent, Jill Grinberg. Uh, So we're going to talk about some of my books and career steps um, and also a little bit about Gilded and also answer some of your questions about agents and querying and book submissions and all that good stuff. And then next week, I will be talking to Roseanne A. Brown about her new fantasy and highly anticipated sequel, A Psalm of Storms and Silence. If you're enjoying these conversations, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Marissa Meyer Author and at Happy Writer Podcast. Until next time, stay healthy, stay cozy, and whatever life throws at you today, I do hope that now you're feeling a little bit happier.